Welcome to episode number 188 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And man, this is this is the first podcast of 2021, man. Are you excited? I you know, I I was really excited for 2021. Um I still am. <laughs> I just I didn't think that it could trump a bad use of word. Um 2020. Um but it, it kind of did so far, um, you know, with, you know, Order 56 happening this week. And I can just say that because of the average IQ of those people. But, um, yeah, I, um, I'm i excited for 2021 and uh, we'll kick it off with a bang. <laughs> well, we'll kick it off with a geeky bang because That's definitely it. the rest of the world, I, I don't know so much. But, um, yeah, so, you know, season Whatever the heck we want to call this, we we don't really have a name for <laughs> for the seasons necessarily. But uh, a couple things to come out, and I'll, I'm going to add this to our geeking out section um, now, is that uh, we will have uh, Bob on the podcast from the Gutsy Media podcast. Um, he will be on on an episode coming up very soon, uh, within the next couple episodes. Um, we're going to be adding a lot more uh, podcast to the Tal Lake Talk Network. So this year, a pretty big explosion in the podcast area. So we're going to add our bandwidth and and all that stuff. So we're excited about that. Um, more comics, DFAT comics, definitely more of that coming out. And uh, if you are a backer of Pursuit of Plastic, physical comics are coming soon. I got to start the mailing process this week. And uh, what else? We just had a huge meeting. And now I'm like, <laughs> now my brain can't think of what else we decided to add. A lot more podcasts, I know. <laughs> exactly. Just just look for an overall uh, larger presence from us this year. That's uh, our goal. Uh, so more media, more fun. Yes, that, that's it. So thank you guys who've been with us for the last five, six years, however it is that we've been podcasting. We're coming on nine years here at Don't Forget a Towel. Um, but yeah, I, sorry, I, that was what I'm geeking out about, Chris. Like, I, what are you geeking out about? Uh, just jumping into the new year. Uh, I've been I'm still playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm nearing... 200 hours in that which i never thought i would you know say that uh within such a small amount of time but i love that game um so i i just go back to it every day and um uh just killing it and uh the funny thing about that game is that i haven't even had the final part of it unlocked for me yet i'm sure there's quicker ways to do it but i was really surprised and and actually impressed by the the leveling of this game it's it's very different where it kind of scales the way you play it so um i'm sure there's a way to speed play it but i'm i'm very much an explorer and that's why i love those kinds of games so i'm really enjoying that and just enjoying it um spreading the time out and not being the game and, and still feeling like every time i go back there's something new to do so it's actually been quite an experience uh more than i thought it would be on the other side of things um I started, uh, my wife and I are, are doing a Lego activity uh, where we're going to start putting Lego sets together. You know how people do puzzles? Um, we're going to be doing Legos. So we started the 
I bought the Mandalorian sets um, because a new one went up on New Year's Day uh, yeah. and it's already sold out, which was crazy. Uh, but I got that set. I got the ATST, and I was able to get the Razor Crest, which I was actually very happy because it it was sold out for a long time, and I had passed on it the first time for some reason. Um, but um, they're back in stock here and there, so I, I actually got my hands on one. That's um, you know, the family that Legos together stays together, man. That's what I've always said. <laughs> so let's get into some Marvel news. Um, this week they they launched this show, Marvel Legends. Did you see this? I did. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I guess what the first one's about Wanda and Vision, right? Uh, just kind of leading into Wanda Vision. Yeah. So basically, this is their COVID attempt to leave you know, to let an editor have a job. It's like a clip show and it kind of sucks ass because it's just a bunch of clips from the movies. There's not even a voiceover. I was like, so what was the point of this? They literally just take clips and then put them in a, in a semi-sequential order of the characters. I heard to review. It was, it was weird. It was just like, that was it. And so many, it was funny on Twitter. Like people were just like, what the hell is this? It was almost like something that we would have done, like, the very first time we got editing software in high school. It was like, oh, make this into a, a clip. <laughs> well, if they're putting that kind of content out, there's hope for all of us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, other than that, uh, WandaVision drops next week. Uh, the reviews of the first three episodes are out. People are absolutely going bonkers for it. Uh, they've expanded it to nine episodes, and then the first episode is a two-episode premiere. So next week, we got two episodes of WandaVision to look forward to. Are you as excited as I am? Absolutely. I um, This is the show that I've really been excited for. I mean, I'm really excited for, you know, Winter Soldier Falcon, because that's really up my alley and my favorite side of things. But this, to me... Um, and what they're really looking to set up with Young Avengers as they've been carefully placing them throughout the MCU uh, and introducing them, um, or will be. Uh, and the level of, um, I wouldn't, I'm going to say like trippiness to this show. It just looks really up my alley, um, and I'm really excited to watch it. And from what I've read, it's you know that's exactly what we're going to get. And that's exactly what it needs to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, very excited to see WandaVision. Um, Loki season two uh, was greenlit and we'll have some more uh, Loki news in a little bit here. But, um, yeah, you know, weird because it's the only one that got greenlit a season two. And I'm wondering if it's because he can operate the most outside of the MCU Maybe, whereas like Wanda is going right into uh, Doc Strange in the Mouth of Madness or whatever the hell it's called. And then who knows what Winter Soldier and those guys are going to do, probably lead the Young Avengers, you know, as a jumping on point. What what are your thoughts on Loki season two? I, you know, my feeling on it was that it was more of a an event series at first. Uh, and I think that's the way it was introduced, um, honestly, that it was going to be more of a limited series. So uh, I think maybe the reactions from that first trailer, I mean, that got me. I, was, I, I wasn't I was even really thinking too much about the show. I, I was excited for it, 
but until I saw that preview, I really didn't have, I couldn't really nail down how excited I was. So maybe that reaction decided, they said, yeah, maybe we can do more stuff. Maybe we can do more fun, you know, Asgard and, and, and spectacular stuff outside of what we're going to do with this show. So I, I, who knows what this first season's going to even entail. Um, but if it's as good as they think it is enough to get a full, you know, a real series order, um, then I'm all for it. I like Tom Hiddleston. That role is he's the best, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's um, I'm super excited to see what that means, what the show's going to look like, how many episodes it is. I'm not even quite sure the date when that one drops. Uh, I think it's the last one, right? It's like Wanda, then Winter Soldier, then Loki. Yeah, I think it's like mid-year, right? Mid to later, third quarter, maybe. Gotcha. And then it could lead into things like Moon Knight, uh, which landed a couple of directors. We've got Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead uh, aboard as directors. Um, they worked on some stuff that I've never seen before. <laughs> the Endless and Synchronic, a couple of like independent horror movies i guess and then they you know directed some umbrella academy stuff so yeah that's it i don't know yeah i mean their their resume kind of says moon knight to me um so i mean whatever the direction that they need to take with that show is going to be interesting so anybody who has a horror background um you know in that regard i'm sure is going to be sought after um so i'm hoping they they make this show what it deserves to be yeah um i'm i'm pumped you know and uh okay so here we go the one movie starred anthony mackie and jamie dornan so they've got it in there and the other one was about a ufo uh, two brothers who escaped a ufo cult and returned back to it so that's that's interesting <laughs> i'm all right i mean if you know it'll it'll be interesting once they announce oscar isaac uh officially right. which you know the a writer basically the other day alluded to it as we all know it's official but i don't know why they wait so long maybe it's scheduling maybe it's cope who knows you know what i mean they don't want to make promises they can't keep but now that we're seeing more talent added to the show uh, in terms of you know crew and whatnot, we'll get we'll get that official announcement sooner or later. Yeah, I think that's all like lawyer stuff because you know what I mean. Like you said, like it happens all the time. Like Aaron Aaron Reich or Alden Aaron Reich for Solo, we had known for months, and then they made the announcement, and everyone's like, "Okay, yep, we we know this." <laughs> okay, <Yep. laughs> so anyway, um. Let's jump across the pond. Let's go over to DC movie news here, TV movie news. Uh, Suicide Squad and Peacemaker TV show are both going to be rated R. That's per James Gunn. Uh, doesn't surprise me at all. I think, you know, Birds of Prey was rated R. It didn't necessarily have to. Suicide Squad was PG-13. Should have been rated R. And, you know, this is James Gunn completely playing in his wheelhouse now. Exactly. And it's like, everybody was like, what's James Gunn going to do with Guernsey Galaxy? How can he play within a Disney universe and make it 
still, I guess, James Gunn like or, you know, a little bit more adult. And he did great, you know, and um, now it's even better because he had the opportunity to step away from Marvel and do something in the DC side of things. And while you say that, you know, Birds of Prey would have done better financially if it was not rated R, I still appreciated every single thing that was in that movie that was rated R. Um, So it's like, it's such a sleeper hit that people just either ignored COVID messed up or whatever. But I feel like more people need to give that a chance. Um, But at the same time, I don't know if it was exactly the best choice. Um, with this, on the other hand, um, just let him go balls to the wall because I I want to see these dark, dark, dark characters. It's it's the Suicide Squad. It's it's not it's not Superman. You know what I mean? It's just just like take it to the extreme. Um, give us because it is it's it's violent and it's villains and it's it's I I can't wait honestly. Yeah, um, you know. Suicide Squad, right? Yep. I mean, like, exactly. don't don't vaguely give me threats of Rope Man like falling off a building or whatever. Like, let's see those heads explode. Like, yep. I, you know, I'm not trying to be like that, but that's the comic. That's that's what it is. <laughs> like, so give us a, an actual threat to uh, what's going on with these characters, as as the comics have done. Um, we've got a little bit of uh, movie slate rumblings here. Um, this, this is real different. So DC is aiming to release six movies a year from 2022, which is bonkers. Um, we've got rumors of, uh, two, two Batman, maybe even three, you know, Robert Pattinson's universe, Michael Keaton's universe, uh, Ben Affleck, maybe bridging the gap between those two things. Um, obviously more Wonder Woman, Shazam, Black Adam, like the things that have been previously announced, you know, and, and not to say that DC hasn't announced like 50 other things, Nightwing, Batgirl, freaking Booster Goal, you know, you know, like, what do you think of this idea, though? I think that. I think it's finally coming to fruition what these streaming services truly mean. Um, And it's another level of movie making that they can get away, not get away with, but they can, you know, they can, they can work on. So yeah, you can have these huge blockbusters, but does every hero need a huge blockbuster? No, because a lot of time that movie fails, it doesn't have the audience or whatever, but if you put it on TV, quote unquote, and you don't have such a huge budget, like Batgirl, you can do a movie, you can, put enough money behind it but you don't have to make a batman movie you can still accomplish a batman movie at that scale and make it relevant and make it fun and and awesome but you don't have to label everything a hollywood blockbuster so these it's like what disney plus is doing it's 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 a perfect example event series or uh, you know an extended movie, or just making a movie for the for the streaming service, um, and and treating and treating your stable at different levels. Um, because does a Booster Gold movie have to go to a theater? No, I don't think it would do good. You know, it's like put it where the fans can watch it and 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 cater to them. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, the D- or HBO Max has the potential to really open up that world in a way that, 
uh, hasn't been done before, um, even outside of the Arrowverse. <laughs> so, so what is that going to look like? Um, speaking of Michael Keaton, though, he could be the new Nick Fury, uh, a Batman coming from Earth One, who kind of bridges together the, the flashpoint of it all. Um, you know, what do you think about Michael Keaton coming back? You know, and, and being being in that kind of leadership role. I it's a really exciting idea um, and I've loved it since the first time I heard it and then when they said the Ben Affleck thing and then they have the Robert Pattinson happening on Earth 2 and then Zack Snyder saying that his Justice League happens just outside of the normal another Earth so basically he's saying that um, this is all starting to make a lot more sense especially in what we'll talk about a little bit about what they just did in the comics um, but I think that, you know, after what they did on TV with, um, the Arrowverse crisis, um, and just kind of introducing all these different levels and, 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 and realizing that the audience isn't stupid, that they can handle different versions, that they're excited for these Elseworld tales. I think that's something that you're not trying to be Marvel. You're not trying to tell this overarching story amongst every movie. You can do that on a, on a, a few movie scale. But then you can tell another another tale in another movie and and still get, you know, have the same end product and make money because people are going to pay to go see it. Um, because if you have two Batman movie come out a year, is it going to confuse people? Yes. But will people get used to it? I think so. I think so, too. I think um, just the way that Spider-Man is doing, uh, you know, bringing back Tony McGuire, possibly Andrew Garfield and all that stuff on the on the Marvel side of things, you bring Michael Keaton back to DC, arguably the best Batman cinematic Batman that we've seen. Um, that's going to, that's box office or Disney max or sorry, HBO max numbers. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever it is, however you're equating it financially, you'll make it with him. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, green arrow and the canaries, uh, canceled not even you know they saw the pilot uh and i guess that was enough for them to say we're done honestly that verse is done you know supergirl's done black lightning's done legends and we're going to talk about that in the second is hanging on by a thread star girl doesn't exist in the Arrowverse, and now we've got superman and lois but i don't know how that show is working and and at this point it really only needs to connect to Supergirl for the time that she's around. That's correct. Um, you know, with Superman and Lois coming in, you still have that universe, but it's going to make it different, especially if you're going to drop Supergirl and you're going to drop all the other shows and Flash says it's only one more season. So you see this coming of a new age of, of DC shows on the CW. Yeah, Stargirl's going there, and you're going to see more of a standalone first i think um to a certain extent i think that you know you could say legends is holding on by a thread but that show can exist no matter what you do because it's 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 a different thematically it's different and it's it's um it's it's a lot more funny and they don't take it as serious so they could be popping in and out of time zone you know it could, they could pop in wherever they wanted you know so that's kind of thing. It exists like we've been talking, like it exists outside of it can exist outside of the universe and still do well. So I just see them saying, that's it. Um, 
let's just maybe we'll keep Arrowverse fun on Legends and we'll move forward with these other these other shows and build this new DC verts on the on the CW because um, we're gonna get the Yara Flora whatever the the new the new Wonder Girl show uh, which is which really blew my mind that they would they just said you know what this is a new character coming in future state we're gonna make a show out of it um, which is very brave. Um, but at the same time, it makes sense because we don't have a Wonder Woman show on TV. You know, um, the last one they tried failed um, spectacularly. And um, I think that they're, they're, they need to have more strong women um, superheroes on, on TV. And I think that's a really good step um, instead of having, you know, it be dominated by, um, by Superman, you know. So Batgirl is still on, or Batwoman is still on TV. Who knows how long that'll last, but that seems to be very, you know, isolated as well. So we'll we'll see how it's all handled. Exactly. Exactly. Um and then, you know, Legends, we got a new castmate. Uh we've got Aaliyah O'Brien, who will be Kayla, who's a fearsome warrior with a high body count. <laughs> Uh, so she'll be working with and against the legends. So we'll see uh, just exactly what that means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's crazy because I mean we're talking about like um, you know Diggle being on this season, seeing what's going to happen with that, and maybe they're just going to do this season and 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 tie off some loose threads and be done. You never know. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it's who knows. I don't know what's going on in any world anymore. Nope. <laughs> def- definitely not in our world. Uh, JSA World War II, we've got a uh, voice casting announcement. So Justice Society. Um, that's going to be led by Stana Kadic as Wonder Woman, Matt Bomer as The Flash, um, which is pretty pretty awesome they they've worked together in other dc universe movies superman unbound um matt bomer obviously is on uh doom patrol right now as well and then there's uh, our our own uh dfat alum eliza rotaru uh she will be playing black canary which i thought was pretty cool too and i saw her little statement on uh social media too so um, it's looking like a pretty good. Oh, Liam McIntyre is Aquaman, so he's Weather Wizard. You guys on the Flash, so that's cool. Yeah, it's got some alums in there. Um, so it will be interesting to see what this uh, this new um, DC animated movies like. I like the the animations a little bit. Darwin Cook too, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's funny because JSA is back. Um, thanks to um, Heavy Metal 7 or whatever. Dark... <laughs> what is it? I always <laughs> call it Heavy Metal, but it's Death Metal. Death Metal death 7. Metal. So, spoiler alerts, guys. I, I know it's it's very hard to keep up, but in order to understand what's happening with Future State and then um, Infinite Frontier in March, they, they did an anti-crisis basically at the end of um, the Dark Knight's Metal saga. And um, the... The multiverse has come back, which we've seen happening across all of DC media and them pushing for that. And so why not stop every time with a crisis trying to make your world smaller, you know, as they've been since since the 80s with infinite, you know, a crisis on infinite earths. 
now it's time to really embrace the fact that you can tell stories, elseworld tales that we love so much and more um, on, on, you know, in the books and on TV and in the movies and all this stuff. So they're embracing it full, full. Um, yep. And this is this is a good example right here, because my biggest thing was like they were working so hard to get back to where they where the old DC universe used to be before all this. And they were going to bring back the JSA and they'd done it on Stargirl to really introduce them to the world um again and um this this is uh this is all coming together because now they're building their their animated movie verse from the ground up again you know starting with that superman movie which i haven't watched yet um and also with soul the dragon next week so we're seeing a different side of of what they've tackled before uh with the animated movies yeah i'm um i you know i love dc animated movies so mm-hmm. i watch them as much as i can and uh, this one has a great cast, so I'm I'm all about it. Can't wait to see what they decide to do with that. Um, can you? So, well, actually, sorry, I can take this. So, Batman: Soul of the Dragon, like said, comes out next week uh, on the twelfth, depending on when you guys are listening. Sorry, on the twelfth. Yo, what's this last one? I don't know that. That's that's what I just talked about. Um, okay. So it's it's basically we're gonna call it. They're calling it the Omniverse, um, but it is the return of the multiverse. And it was funny because, uh, you know, at the end of the Arrowverse, they made everything small into right. one Earth like they did on Crisis. But and now all of a sudden it seems like they've changed course um, in that regard. They did get rid of that 5G event. Um, they are doing a soft reboot to a certain extent um, in the comics. But the idea here is that there are many different worlds and many different timelines in D.C. And not one is always you know, you can't argue that one is correct. And I think that for people who like storytelling and don't want to get bogged down by canon all the time, um, I think that it's actually a really smart idea. But yep. still having the canon. <laughs> I I absolutely agree with that. So let's go over to a galaxy far, far away. How about that, Chris? Yeah, yeah. So some, some rumors. Um, it seems that Robert Downey Jr. and um, his good friend John Favreau have been talking, maybe. Um, but the biggest thing this week was that um, that that RDJ would be playing Thrawn, and this was the big rumor this week, um, just because he he had talked to John Favreau uh, about wanting to be involved <laughs> in Star Wars or something like that. So, you know, we on our Star Warriors chat, we had some discussions about it. Um, I'm not a really big in favor of of a, of a big name like RDJ doing that. I also don't see it happening. I do see him be involved to a certain extent with this. Who wouldn't want to be? But I would see him, as we discussed, being a droid of some sort um, or a snarky alien or something along those lines where it's not a commitment, but it's more like it's like with the the sequel films where people are like, I want to be in on this. Oh, you want to be a stormtrooper? Hell yeah, I want to be a stormtrooper. So, (laughs) right. It's just, you know, people take these rumors and they'd run with it. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see him be a bigger character, but he would still be Robert Downey Jr. to me. So it's like, how do you take that character and make it more not just a shoo-in? Right. Yeah, I um, I don't want to see Robert Downey Jr. be, be Thrawn. Just, that's it. You know, can he show up and play a small role, like an ensign or something like that? I guess. Like, fine. Or maybe another just random cameo but that that's it that it would take away from the show and i don't like it yeah exactly um 
also this week, uh, it was revealed that Thomas Kincaid, a uh, famous painter, um, will be doing uh, a Mandalorian collection. And it's an official collection. So um, if you know Thomas um, Thomas Kincaid, he does like cottages and, and um, I guess like environmental pictures and stuff like that. It's it's really it does have its own its own flair to a certain extent. And um he has some really neat stuff that he's done for the Mandalorian from Grogu to um, the Mudhorn, uh, stuff like that. So take a look at that. I'm going to, I'll leave, I'll, I'll, I'll find a, um, a non, <laughs> a non other geek site link to leave in here so that you guys can take a look at that, but they do need to be looked at some really cool stretch canvas stuff. Um, so much so that I won't put one in my living room. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like the stuff that belongs in a hotel. <laughs> right, right, like a Galaxy's Edge hotel. Yeah, all right, exactly. <laughs> um, next up, uh, we, you know, after Disney Investor Day, we were like, what could come, What else do they have for us um, besides, you know, then the Book of Boba and then <laughs> more. So um, we forgot about Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. Um, not that we forgot about it, but it was definitely on the back burner um, until this week when it was announced that <clears throat> excuse me that michael waldron will be taking up the uh the writing duties for this film and so waldron um is the ex- um, head writer and executive producer on loki which we just talked about and also he he just rewrote uh, dr strange and the multiverse of madness yeah this guy um i forgot he he worked on heels which is what uh what's his name uh Stephen mill yeah, Stephen Amell is going to be doing next. Whenever, whenever that decides to come out, I know COVID took a hit to that too. So, but that's cool. Um, you know, writing stages means we're a long ways away, but at the same time, it's it's happening, and and that's exciting to see that. Exactly, and it's like when when these movies start rolling, they're going to do it right, unlike last time. So we'll see the content on Disney plus will be flooded as fans by that. But the general audience who seem to have some issues will be treated to their special star Wars movie every other year or whatever, you know? So whatever the case is, it's star Wars and we seem to be heading in a really good direction. So I'm pretty excited. Um, Yeah, exactly. Speaking of excited about star Wars, uh, the high Republic did launch this past week. Uh, the you and I are both um, reading, listening, however we're absorbing light of the Jedi. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it, I haven't read a, a book in a long time. Um, I don't even remember the last Star Wars book I tried to read. Uh, I haven't, I haven't been super excited about Star Wars canon in books as of late. Um, I'll be honest that all the stuff around, um, I got into the stuff for the last Jedi leading into the movie it really disappointed me in that regard that they didn't do more with Phasma and, you know, and just, I just felt it was like kind of a ripoff. Um, and then I felt really felt that way about resistance reborn where I just, I got really bored of it and I threw it. Um, I, I was an audiobook, so I didn't really throw it, but, um, <laughs> I stopped reading it and, um, and just kind of got frustrated because I was really enjoying a lot of the books at first. Um, and, but I, I just kind of, I was such an EU guy and I, I had spent so much time, invested so much energy into that. That I was like, am I making a mistake? 
Um, and I felt like I was. Uh, but now, this whole new initiative, whether or not we feel like Jedi are over saturating Star Wars or not, I do like this new approach to it. I do like this n- this new timeline. Um, not timeline, but new place and time. Um, and so I have been really, really enjoying this book so far. And I banged out like 150 pages in the first two days. So, um, yeah, how you you've been enjoying that book? I have. Uh, yeah, you know, we both are Charles Soule um, fans. So he's doing a good job laying out, you know, what this new world, this new republic is going to be like and i'm excited uh just kind of see where this is going to go we're in new territory here that we haven't seen before in star wars world so um i'm just kind of absorbing it right now exactly and it's funny because it's it's such an onslaught of books and everything that's coming and i i brought this up with um i think it was colin the other day because we were just talking randomly about it and it was because he had read a lot of EU. Um, and I was just like, this, this reminds me of the new Jedi order a lot because it is such an initiative, but I think it feels bigger to me. Well, the new Jedi order was like, it was 19 books and it was a story. This is like this cross publishing event is, is a really cool idea. Um, and it, you know, it's funny cause it came up the idea, like the conversation the other day was like, Hey, why is this timeline not right? Well, that's because it's a Del Rey timeline. So with Disney, they have all these different publishers attached, putting out different stuff. It's all canon, but how do you connect it all? You know, in the long run, this is a really good way to do that um, as far as the High Republic goes. So it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun for different ages. And that's kind of, we got more announcements the other day from the panel, the launch panel, including more books, a manga, um, and more so um and plus more insight into the next book that's coming out this summer uh the follow-up to light of the jedi yeah it's pretty just incredible and then uh you know the the that whole phases we're in phase one of who knows how many we're going to be getting (laughs) well that 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 actually that's a good question because it's like when we're getting three phases but like how long is that going to take Correct. Because if we're like, oh, well, the Acolyte is the end of phase three, right? So is it all in order? Do we get, is it going to be more chopped up where like the comic does take place after the, you know, like if people choose to read it how they want to read it, I, do they miss out here and there? I, that's kind of a thing. Will they adapt, say like Light of the Jedi into a comic for people to read? How accessible do you think they will get with a lot of this stuff? Or will they mm. just go, hey, this is it. Like, you got to read this stuff. Right. That's, I guess we'll be fine. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. Um, yeah, that's the end of the Star Wars stuff. We just have a little um, little bit of comic news. Not too much. But um, uh, an Avatar sequel is on its way from Dark Horse. Uh, we've been waiting patiently for more movies. Uh, but... What do you? What is this one going to cover? This is a direct sequel to the to the movie, the first movie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, direct sequel to the first movie takes in takes place in between these two. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, the next one's not coming out until next year. But in the meantime, uh, Dark Horse is going to bring us back to Pandora. So, Avatar: The Next Shadow uh, will go in between this. So, 
Uh, Jake's running the tribe, and we'll kind of see all that stuff that that's going on in there. Cool. I um I'm excited for more Avatar. Honestly, I just I don't know what people's problem is. <laughs> so you can have your opinion, but I love Avatar. Um, it's not on here, but I did mention um DC Future Slate or Future State. Sorry. Yeah. One or the other. Um, launched this week. Uh, so the new status quo for the who knows what uh, timeline in the future this is, but they are telling tales from a little bit in the future, uh, new characters, um, new storylines and stuff like that. So um, I heard it's pretty good so far. I need to jump on it this week. And with that, uh, let's jump into some commercials. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this pretty look like a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. We're back after those fantastic commercials, and our first piece of crowd sorcery of the new year is The Illusion Witch. Um, it's going to be coming out by the time you guys listen to this pretty soon, within the next couple of weeks. Um, and it's actually done by DFAT Comics writer Ruben Romero. Uh, he's the co-writer on Inferi. He wrote The Agency. Um, and this is his next standalone comic, uh, which he is calling, or I told him to call it, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe meets The Prestige. So it is a mix of magic and you got some fantasy in there too. So uh super, super fun story there. Um so by the like I said, by the time you guys listen to this or in the next couple of weeks, um it will be dropping. But if you look up Ruben Romero or you look up the Illusion Witch, it will be on Kickstarter right now. Next DFAT comics release. Very exciting. What a nice comparison. Actually, I've read this. I read that first issue. And that is a really good um, comparison. Yeah, he was like, I need like a hook. And I was like, I got you, buddy. <laughs> this is it. That's this a good is one. the one. That's a good one. Uh, all right. So we're going over to TV news. Uh, Clancy Brown, everyone's favorite. Uh, everything. Everything. <laughs> Bad guy. Good Good guy, voice actor, etc. He's joining the Dexter revival. Uh, don't know exactly. Um, I guess he's going to be playing a villain as normal <laughs> as he as he tends to do. Uh, he's going to be playing the opposite lead against Michael C. Hall. So pretty excited to see what 
that's all about, um, especially since I love me some some Clancy Brown. Yeah, exactly. Clancy Brown, our first true, you know, experience is the Kurgan. So it's like, let's go right back to that psychopathic, you know, looming villain that he can play. Um, you know, but he's also been so many other great villains from Luther to Mr. Freeze and more. So I'm really looking forward to that. I was really excited about that announcement. Yeah. Um, he's great. So just, uh, keep it going. Can't, can't wait to see what he does in this role. Uh, over on the movie side of things, we can be heroes. The Robert Rodriguez movie that went to Netflix, I think right at the end of last year, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, so that got greenlit for a sequel. Um, you know, I didn't get to watch it yet. Um, with the holidays i just watch holiday movies so i'll I'll get to it uh you know i like his fun little shark boy world and uh you know we'll see what that's all about but hey people liked it because it's already in a sequel yeah it's it's funny because it's been so long since what any of those movies any uh, any entry um and it's he's with doing the mandalorian this past year and just getting back in the, you know, back in the spotlight like that. It's, it's cool because I, I've, I've always loved Robert Rodriguez and I'm excited to see him do more of that stuff for that world, but I'm also excited for him to do more. Yeah. Hopefully in, you know, in the, in the star Wars side of things. Yeah. Um, me too, man. I, I can't wait to see more Robert Rodriguez. One of my favorite directors ever. Um, another great director, uh, which is Neil Marshall. He's, Going back to horror, you know, he did some time on uh, Game of Thrones and some other like pilots and stuff, mostly genre still. Neil Marshall sticks to his roots, but he's got a new horror movie coming out next month called The Reckoning. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the trailer yet, but since I'm a Neil Marshall fan, it's just one of those like, I just am going to watch it. (laughs) Whatever it is, I'll watch it. Exactly. Me too. Me too. Yeah, he's just a fantastic director. So, um, and then another horror movie coming out uh, again on the Netflix route is Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Uh, it's being touted as a zombie heist movie um, with heart. This sounds awesome. It like is inside of uh, Las Vegas. Like the zombie outbreak takes place by Area 51. They contain it to Las Vegas. So these guys are trying to break into a casino. <laughs> but there's, you know, during a zombie apocalypse. This is this is a this is an fantastic idea, honestly. <laughs> it is. And it's I guess it's there's some kind of twist to it that drew, you know, Batista to this role, apparently. Um there's also a lot of a lot of hints that it's not just your typical zombie movie. Of course, from what you just spoke about, it doesn't sound like it, of course, but there's some weird things going on here. I'm actually pretty excited for this movie because I think that Zack Snyder has gotten so much schluff from DC and his work there. And yeah, he's getting his justice league, but I want to see just, I want to see Zack Snyder outside of this DC umbrella back, back doing what he does best. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's hope it makes more sense than uh, what you call it, um, uh, Sucker Punch. <laughs> that movie doesn't need to make sense. I can just watch it for its eye candy. 
it's funny because like uh me and you know another those geeks you know alum lauren we went on gutsy media podcast to talk about that one for season two uh so that episode should be coming up sometime this season but um and we were both like you know the more you watch it the less it makes sense but it's still a beautiful movie and it's cool and like that's it so i've watched that movie i don't know probably like 15 times or so and it's because it's a fun movie even though i don't think about it at all um so anyway on the gaming side of things chris what's going on oh well tabletop rpgs are gaining momentum still uh and this year we're getting a dark crystal one uh so you know they're they're really still trying to build this dark crystal um license up and this is this is actually kind of a neat idea if you're into rpgs it is such a big expansive fantasy world and um i'm kind of excited to see kind of what comes out of this not that i need another rpg on my plate but um i think that like i said dark crystal is a good world to farm for that yeah i you know this one is cool you know they've got a 200 page adventure which is just wild um and they had that mobile was it a mobile game or maybe not a mobile game but it was an online game too like a dark crystal game as well that we talked about a while ago so you know even though the show's been canceled uh the world of the dark crystal is is going on so good good for them yeah exactly and it's just I wonder I wonder what the future of it really holds. Will it find another home, you know, like on Amazon or something? Because I just it 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 took so long to get something else that I wonder that if it'll just fade away again into obscurity or not. I, it's it's a it's a really good question. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Precisely. Um also there, you know, I've I mentioned I've been putting plenty of hours into AC Valhalla. Well, well-spent hours, um, but it truly isn't a next-gen, quote-unquote, um, game. Uh, it does have some really nice aspects, like lighting and stuff like that, but nothing that can be, you know, achieved with a PS Pro. Um, but it's the same thing with, like, Cyberpunk and things like that, that, yeah, they are these on-the-cusp games to the PS5, next-gen gaming, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll call it PS5 for our needs here. Um, but there will be apparently an, an Assassin's Creed game. It's rumored, but they're looking to put one out next year. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I really want to see games that are taking advantage, like not full advantage because we're not quite there, but that taking advantage of the stuff they can on this on these amazing new systems. Yeah, I mean... They've been pretty consistent, right? Every single year they put out a new AC and they keep getting bigger and what more wild. So I think the rumor this year would be to go to Japan possibly in the next one and take on that culture. I don't know. I, I keep reading different things. I know like I've heard China and I know they've gone to China before. Um, either that or that was just like a side adventure for a game. Um, yeah. I would say after Ghost that they might not go to Japan yet. That China right. might be the next, and I would that would be pretty sick, honestly, if they did a full scale Chinese one. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, I've I've played the last two. I need to play Origins because that's really where this 
departure, quote unquote, happened um, to this more open, the Witcher style gaming. Um, and it's, it, you know, I've, I've, I have the other titles and I've actually started to play a couple of them recently. And it is, it is a lot different than I remember um, just, just gameplay wise and everything. But um, I like the change. I know they haven't really been Assassin's Creed games per se, but um, that doesn't matter to me because it's just, it's more like Assassin's Creed worlds to me now where I can just, like I said, I'm an exploration guy. I love those kind of games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, whatever it is that they decide to do, I'm I'm about it. Seems mm-hmm. like it's probably gonna be a little, another fun fun adventure. Another three hundred hours. That's right. <laughs> yup. <laughs> um, I'll take this one. Yeah. Real quick. So we had talked about how Scott Pilgrim, the uh, the video game, was gonna be getting uh, released again this month um, after being taken away from you know PlayStation and Xbox stores. Now it's actually getting a physical release. Um, thanks to uh, limited runs, um, which they they put physical releases for games that usually don't get it, including that Dark Crystal Tactics game that I mentioned before. Uh, But this game will be coming to Switch as well as PS4, and I would imagine the Xbox Store. But if you... We're going to leave the link into this one for limited run games. There's a ton of swag, too, devoted to it. There's a hoodie, there's t-shirts, there's keychains, like different enamel pins, which are awesome. So if you have never played the game before, um, definitely try to get it it's exactly the uh river city rumble game that you've been looking river city ransom game that you've been looking for and soundtrack is freaking amazing from anamanaguchi um i would like that just in vinyl by itself and then all this other stuff so and they even worked with brian uh o'malley uh for the art as well for the for the uh, box art so super excited to see um this come out i think it's like soon like this month i can't remember exactly when the physical release is coming out but it's very very january 15th january 15th i have it in our notes i don't know why the hell i'm not looking at the notes sorry (laughs) i was gonna say but i was looking at i was looking at the website and it says very soon but yeah uh january 15th anyway what what time is it i gotta stop here (laughs) it's it's time to pursue some plastic All right, toy enthusiasts, let's talk a little bit about Masters of the Universe Origins. Uh, the the promise of the expansion of the line to other retailers has happened. Uh, it was a Walmart exclusive from Mattel for a long time. Um, and I was I actually did snag most of yeah, most of the first two waves, yes, from from Walmart unfortunately because i i hate walmart um i hate walmart so much i actually canceled my tvc mandalorian and child this morning um and they canceled your Ahsoka the other day so i yeah I just, they did they, they suck they they're they're the worst and i hate when they have exclusives because a i just i feel dirty every time i have to buy from them honestly um so master <laughs> universe is out, is out in the wild now um across the board and so um it's amazing because like i um our affiliate site entertainment earth has them and they have through the next like next four waves or something 
crazy. So all of them are up now. Um, yeah, through six. It's yeah, it's, crazy. it's wild. It's awesome because it's just like um, I like when I like the idea is getting this into stores, getting these. These are like a true representation of what a relaunch of the line is from the vintage time. More than, say, what Mattel or Super 7 has done before. This is like almost, this is an onslaught. Um, price point is good. Um, the toys are good enough. Um, some complaints here and there about paint apps, but we're talking about a mass-produced toy, finally. Um, not just something that's made in limited numbers for a collector, you know, a collector line or whatever. So this is really exciting. Um, so... All of it's up from Battle Armor, Skeletor He-Man, to Panthor, to Zodiac, to freaking Clamp Champ, for Christ's sake. So um, if you're a Masters of the Universe fan, you should be pretty happy after the new year. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've been waiting for this uh, to really open it all up, you know, uh, start getting out of Walmart and, and into more retail locations and you know, drop down the prices that Amazon scalpers are trying to, to do for $15 toys and trying to charge 65 bucks. Like this is finally what I've been waiting for that it's, it's opening up. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad finally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then tomorrow, one 12, 2021. Um, I'm sorry, we are recording this on a couple, a span of two days. So hopefully we get this out by that day, but Mesco is having the one twelve day. It is on 112, of course, and who knows what's going to happen. Probably stuff that will sell out within seconds, and then they will never put it back in stock for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No email to anybody. Like, I can't get excited because, you know, we don't know what it's happening, and we don't know if it's even something that's going to be available to us, you know, to even get. So, you know, great. I'm, I'm, I look forward to seeing things I won't be able to buy. We're, we have this issue with this latest release from their, uh, I don't know, their badassery side of things, their secret, their secret store that no, that they never advertise from. But yeah, if you buy from it, you're not even part of that club still. So I'm not sure what they expect. I guess it's just you got to be online all the time and, and watching it. I mean, it's some sort of good strategy to, I guess sell your IP, but like we said, it's 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 ridiculous when you are making these figures and you don't have a licensed. It's not licensed to an, you know from another company or anything. So why aren't you trying to make money? Hmm. It's weird. They could they could be making so much more money um, if they just had us doing the marketing for this. So it's just um, you know, <laughs> in another life when we when we are able to <laughs> to take over. Like, there's no reason that they, they even need to sell out of things, <laughs> honestly. There's Other not. than, like, I get, like, maybe a, a license expires, like, they can't get Gambit anymore. You know what I mean? Because they can't. But, like, their own IP, no. Just, no. Just make them. You know, take another 100 pre-orders and then just make them, you yeah. know, at a cheap cost. I, I don't, I do not get it. It's very weird to me. And I hope some other company, one of these uh, Chinese companies, which is where these guys are producing their toys too, really steps up their soft goods game and gives them some actual competition. 
Yeah, it's just it's such a such <sighs> a waste of time. I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's what this is what this is for. So. Let's let's end on a high note. <laughs> let's do that because Iron Studios continues to make things I can't buy but would love to just look at over and over again. So, um, Nightwing, Batman Hush statue, uh, coming your way. If you um, yeah, if you uh, if you buy these things, all the power to you because. Um, they do. I'm sorry. It's not Iron Studios. Prime One Studio. Prime yeah. One. Studio. Um, Iron Studio is the same thing, though. It's just it's when you get up this this level of collecting. I just sometimes it's just when you talk about heists, it's just like oh, let's do just do a bank heist and get some toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Nightwing figure. You know, it's got light up features. It's got alternate. You know, the exclusive version has a better head on it. It is. It is everything that Jim Lee probably envisioned when he drew this sucker. So I, I again, do I have eleven hundred dollars to to you know pay for this? No, but it's pretty effing badass. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Like these these they're the best of the best. They don't. No one else can compete with this. It's crazy. At that no. price point, though, they better not. I mean. <laughs> Come on. Right, right. I mean, if there was competition, probably cheaper, right? <laughs> uh, well, I think Iron Studios is half the cost, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But they don't, on... they don't have the light up, and you know, there's some things you can swap out in this and stuff like that. So, yeah, because yeah, that really begs like the question of when you look at the what is it like Hot Toys or Sideshow? The premium, the premium ones when it's like 500 bucks for whatever they're selling. And those are those are amazing at that price. So it's like, how much better is this? <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's like let's like let's achieve that level. No, <laughs> like five hundred dollars or above is is maybe like maybe I'll spend up to that on a deluxe hot toy. I don't know. But that's that's about it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but that's it for today. Yeah, so where can you find us? Oh, uh, you can find us on a little website called don'tforgetatowel.com. Uh, it's home to the Tally Talk podcast network and also of DFAT Comics. Uh, also, on uh, come talk to us on social medias, on the Twitters, Facebooks, and Instagrams. Absolutely, guys. Um, we're really excited. We're, you know, I, I kind of talked about it at the top of the episode, but we've got... Again, some more shows planned uh, for the network. Uh, we're going to be, you know, if you subscribed to social media, we'll be putting some live shows up. Um, we'll be having some guests on this year. So 2021, we're going to try to outdo ourselves as far as creative endeavors go here at Don't Forget a Towel. So keep going to, to the website. Keep uh, subscribing, you know, to the podcast network. And we got some more things coming. So thanks Everyone, for your support, this is Casey saying go read some comics. And this is Chris saying don't forget a towel. <laughs> <laughs>